Welcome back to the Work Mija podcast, the podcast where mujeres empower mujeres. I am your host, Solchi Carmona, and today I'm joined by Melissa Gallardo. Melissa is the founder of Bonita Fierce Candles, a candle brand dedicated to creating premium candles inspired by Latinx heritage and home. As burning candles was always her way of indulging in self-care, she decided that she would make her own candles during the COVID-19 pandemic lockdown. Melissa realized that the scents she grew up with weren't represented in the home fragrance industry. Navigating language, culture, and heritage has always been challenging, but most of all, the feeling of what home means. With that in mind, she set out to create a collection of Latina-inspired candles to share La Cultura with the rest of the world. I am so excited to have her here on the podcast today. Welcome, welcome, Melissa. Hi, how are you? I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, so excited to, I love it when I like find people on social media and then get to talk to them in person. <laughs> it's always, I know <laughs> it's freaking great. And before we get to know Melissa's business journey and a little bit more about her, we're going to get to know her a little bit more astrologically as we like to do here on the Work Miha podcast. Melissa was on it and she was able to share what we call our top three, your sun sign, your moon sign, and your rising. So let me share a little bit about Melissa. So ooh, we have another Toro sun. Our previous guest was also a Toro sun. So they're very down to earth, tenacious, reliable, loyal people. Central sometimes can be known to be a little bit stubborn, but you know, they, they know what they want and they're going to go for it. <laughs> they tend to have that maybe slow and steady approach sometimes, which is interesting as we get into the uh, rising sign, probably the polar opposite there. Uh, before that though, let's go into the moon sign. Your moon rules your body and your emotions. And she is a Libra moon. So Libra, the sign usually represents balance, harmony, and union. So these people are natural mediators. It can be easygoing and just happiest when keeping that peace. Now for the rising sign, while we have a slow and steady, you know, Taurus sun approach in Aries is uh, quite the opposite fiery little sign. Um, you know, an Aries can be known to be brave, opinionated and independent, powerful and kind of have that commanding presence and even seem, you know, a little bit intimidating. A vibe with these Aries. Also, I love that you're the second or third candle biz business owner here on the podcast. And I love how the candle business owners in their top three tend to have a fiery element <laughs> to their kind of a makeup. But that's a little bit about Melissa. Was there anything to you that you felt like really struck out, made sense in general with your top three? Honestly, Libra doesn't always make much sense to me as much <laughs> as my Taurus and like Aries portion of me stand out because I'm super independent. Most people are very intimidating, intimidated by me for whatever reason. Maybe the eyebrows. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm always so grounded and loyal. So if somebody crosses me, like dead friendship vibes. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. But I feel like with sometimes maybe the the sun and the rising being kind of kind of conflicting sometimes but I feel like they can kind of get each other maybe that Libra moon is the balance between the two you know whether you... I think so <laughs> yeah I, you know it, it has to be like where I come back but I'm definitely more of a fast-paced person 
I definitely always have something in my mind going on, especially business wise. I'm always like flipping between like design and like finance, which are like two polar opposites in itself. So there's definitely something about my personality where it's like I presume I like as a an Aries rising, like I really show off, you know, that leadership portion of me, like, you know, very organized and know what I'm doing. And that's how I just come off. But like the underlayer with my Taurus son is definitely the most grounded portion of me. Um, and this part of me that I love the most, I think. <laughs> nice. I, yeah, I feel like they go hand in hand. Like you said, like the air is like, let's go, 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 do all the things, figure it out. And Taurus like, all right, okay, let's, let's make a plan. <laughs> let's come fuck down. <laughs> it's together. so true. That has been my motto for this week. Hey man, that's a good combo. I love it. I love it. And this is why I love kind of doing an astrological breakdown of everybody and then kind of listen in their answers and see what kind of pops out a little bit. But thank you for sharing your astrological placements with us. Now, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and this, you know, business journey? What were you doing professionally? When did this idea strike for you? Yeah, so it first started in like, I want to say like April, May of 2020. Uh, before, you know, I was an entrepreneur, I was working in entertainment media. And I had been like, I just graduated college in 2019. I was about eight months into my first, you know, full time job when COVID hit. Ooh. And I was just, you know, working from home, I was already getting so burned out from work. I was commuting two hours each way to work. So COVID felt like a relief for me, like working mm. from home, you know, as the world was crumbling around us, I finally was able to just stay home and be home. And then once I started to get bored, then I decided <laughs> to pick up a quarantine hobby uh, because I found myself burning candles all the time. Um, and I was just thinking like, Hey, like maybe this could be fun. I could save a couple dollars by, you know, buying a candle kit on Amazon and just going from there. But I also wanted to support small businesses um, during this time. And I realized that there were no other candle brands that were, that represented any sort of Latinidad. And that really struck for me. And, you know, with this new profound, like quarantine hobby of candle making, and also just realizing and coming into myself as a young adult, um, and embracing my Latinidad, I just combined the two together and realized that, you know, there needs to be more representation here. You know, not just like Latina founded and owned, but a brand and community of Latinas and Latinx, people who want to see themselves in their products. Um, and that's really where Bonita Fierce Candles came from. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And so from like April to May, and then when did you launch in the fall? I launched in November of 2020, right before Black Friday. Nice. So then what did that all from like the moment when that idea that, you know, little seed, you know, kind of started growing to like launch day, like what all were you doing to like prep for this? Like, how did you break down? You're like, okay, we're going to start with candles. Was it one candle, um, two candles? Like, how did you even decide like what sense, you know, I'm sure you had a bunch buzzing in your mind. I first kind of was playing around with scents and oils. I made my first like investment of like $600 to start the business, like ordering, you know, the wax that I wanted to use after doing like a ton of research. So I ordered my first couple of supplies in like June or July of that summer. And I put in my $600 
I was playing around with oils until I was just, you know, starting to become inspired by the things I was creating, like what could these things be called and vice versa, um, things I wanted to create. And just, it's kind of like baking, candle making. I really compare a lot to it Mm -hmm. since you really need to be able to know, you know, your recipe and you're playing around with your fragrance oils, like you're playing around with ingredients Mm -hmm. because everything will, you know, eventually come together. Um, So at first it came like with the Cultura collection where it was just like phrases um, that I was finding online and that I felt like really represented like being Latina American. So someone who is born in the United States, but identifies as Latino or Latinx. Um, And then I kind of just went from there. And then about a year later, I ended up doing like, you know, a whole rebrand. You know, it was kind of like super fast, this launch, like coming from an idea in like April to launching in November is super fast. Mm -hmm. So I took some time and I redid my website, my packaging and launched a new collection of signature scents. And it kind of just went from there. I was like, okay, instead of doing something that's kind of basic with like phrases and sayings on candles, I really focused in on the exact sense um, that I wanted to to just put out into the world. So actually going back into the oils and thinking, well, you know, I want to make a cafecito con leche candle. I want to make a coquito candle. And then figuring out, you know, the recipe for it and making it smell exactly the way I envision it. So that's kind of like the backstory to the backstory. Mm -hmm. Um, Thinking about what makes me so different is the scents themselves. Not, they're not just, you know, a a pina colada. They're not just, you know, a a lavender or champagne toast or a Mary Merlot, you know, from Bath and Body Works. Mm -hmm. You know, I brought brought in so much time, thought and energy into the kinds of scents that I create that represent who we are. And that nostalgic ephemeral feeling from childhood, and then also the ability to create new memories on scents that, you know, that we're reminded of. Mm-hmm. And then was there like a sense from that, like kind of rebrand, relaunch that really resonated with, like, was it your top seller? Cafecito con leche has always been my like top yeah. seller. <laughs> I don't know what it is with this candle, but everybody loves this candle. Um, and then recent, recently I launched Lavender Fabulosa mm-hmm. and everybody's gone crazy for Come this on. one because it's just so <laughs> funny. Yeah. Um, and how could you not like make a scent that smells like that? Um, Coquito did super well during the holidays and um, Mucho Amor, which is inspired by Walter Mercado, um, you know, our favorite Puerto Rican astrologist. Mm-hmm. And um, I just felt like the need to be able to like, represent us and think about you know what else I can bring to the table and put out into the world that reminds us of specific scents and smells mm-hmm. I think it's, it's like, so unique oh yeah it's like a sense of feeling seen you know um because like right away cafecito con leche was definitely one that like I haven't you know actually been able to like smell them myself yet um but like that one, I saw it or like when I see all the names, I feel like for me as like a cafecito addict, that one resonates with me so much. It, you know, just a little emotional support cafecito or just like the memories you have of that. Your abuela was probably the first one to give you your first sip of cafecito, maybe, <laughs> you know, when you're yeah. little and here we are little addicts now. But like, yeah, it just you're like, oh, that's me. That's me. It's like a sense of that. So I can totally as you know, with your customers resonate with that feeling. 
Definitely. And I feel like a lot of the scents and smells that I've, I've created like Cafecito are just like that. And I've also realized that a lot of them are like Puerto Rican, Northeastern based, based on my own experiences. Mm-hmm. So now I, you know, I've been reaching out, you know, and traveling to other parts of the country, figuring out like what sense do other people need to be represented, like going into different countries and thinking about, you know, what may, what, how does this resonate for a Latino in the United States? Because that's my market. I'm, you know, reaching out to the people who are born and live here or immigrated here as children and are, you know, bilingual, you know, English preferred thinking of, you know, um, and experiencing what we, like what we have experienced. Mm-hmm. So like I launched a scent, Strawberry Dulce. I don't know about you, but I was always bribed as a child with strawberry candies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that also resonates a lot with let, uh, Latino children. Um, my mom always like cleans the house with lavender favolosa. She's obsessed with Celia Cruz. Um, and some of those things have definitely translated into candles. And now I'm able to think broader and think more about like the new candles that I'll be launching. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that. And I love just like the candles in general, or just it's crazy. Like you had like, okay, we launch and then we're going to do a quick rebrand, but that rebrand and just kind of like that rethinking of what these products are going to be. Do you feel like that was just like a whole boost in general from what you first started with even? Yeah, absolutely. Because as 2020 hit, a lot of people have turned into like hobbyists and doing small businesses and a lot of other Latino owned and Latina inspired candle brands have popped up. But what really makes mine different is the scents themselves that they represent us and not just, you know, getting a basic, you know, fragrance oil and then turning it into just like a phrase. And Mm -hmm. that's what I started with too. You know, I started with no drama, por favor, or make jefa moves and um, no soy ni de aquí ni de allá. And like random phrases that I thought really resonated with us. But that's not always what candle making is about. You know, I really wanted to go back to the to to fragrance and scent, and I think that's what has really made me stand out. Mm-hmm. And I saw that boost too, for sure. And I see it, I feel it. Yeah, <clears throat> I I totally do. And I think that's that's freaking great. And in general, you know, I feel like a lot of people have maybe turned, like you said, to hobbies. You know, because of the pandemic, especially, and maybe have turned it on to a business or just in general, like, you know, there are a bunch of small businesses kind of popping up here and there. They have great products, but a lot of them maybe don't have like the marketing behind it. They don't, you know, utilize that social media or anything. And one thing I did want to talk about here is kind of like taking your business to the next level, really growing your business. So for you, the rebrand was one step, but then, you know, really getting it from, you know, orders here and there to a little bit more consistent orders to really, you know, kicking it off to that five figure plus sales a month. I saw um, on your TikTok account, like around, you did a video of a roundup of what you made each month, going from $200 some months, 500, getting up to a thousand and then bam, 7,000, 10,000 and so on. Like then I saw someone, you know, kind of follow up to that video was basically like, how, how sway, like, you know, spill the tea. I was like, I was thinking the same. I was like, girl, how, tell me. And you did a follow-up response where you mentioned, 
press was the key to getting your business to thrive. You know, you've been featured on BuzzFeed, NBC News, ABC, GMA3. Um, you know, can you tell me how did you know or like what pushed you to decide like, okay, the strategy here is press. This is the next step. What was that process like, you know, for anyone, maybe not even who've seen that TikTok? Yeah, so for me, I was able to, utilize like my media skills in my previous, you know, prior entrepreneur life and think about who I know from my internships and networking my way um, to be able to get into the hands of press. So like looking up, you know, guides that I wanted to be in, stalking the journalists on their Twitters and their LinkedIn's and then eventually emailing them. So like I did create like a follow-up TikTok, basically just outlining like how I did it, like creating a template, you know, looking at the journalists and their work. And I'm like, I love this article that you wrote and name me the article. And um, this, like, I'm celebrating like Hispanic Heritage Month, for example. And I'm highlighting my candles. If you have a Latinx own guide or a home decor, best candles of guide, I'd love to be a part of it. Um, and I kept doing that mm -hmm. all summer <laughs> when I, after I did my, uh, my relaunch and my rebrand. So by August, I had been starting to get more and more features through the holidays. And up until now, I think I've had like 20 plus features in a variety of different articles from Univision to Me Too and like you said, GMA, ABC and whatnot. Um, because that was that, people were able to find me and discover me. People mm -hmm. at the time of Hispanic Heritage Month really want to be able to support Latinx, Latino, and Latina-owned businesses, and, you know, corporate orders really helped, press really helped, if people want to be able to find me through wholesale, like, they go through looking through these lists, and you need to be a part of them in order to get that extra visualization, the SEO, and it also brought a lot of brand trustworthiness, so I was able to feature those articles on my site, and people were like, oh, this is a real business. <laughs> like I might be working from my dining room in my garage, but I'm, I am for real. So it was able to just gain that brand loyalty, the brand trustworthiness. And that for me was really important as I was growing. And I knew social media is not always my strong suit. And for the most part, like, you know, I'm not always super comfortable on camera. I really prefer to write and that was always my biggest strength. So I just tell people, I played, I played to my strengths when I started. Mm -hmm. You know, I was unsure about social media. I don't really love being on camera. It's super time consuming, you know, as a maker, mm -hmm. like you have to make ship and do all this work and then do social media on top of it. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how so many candle makers do it you know, if they have extra help or whatnot, but I just sat on the computer and I just started sending emails. I scheduled send everything, you know, make an Excel sheet and I'm going to do it again this year. Um, as Hispanic Heritage Month comes up, it's the biggest time of year for me. Um, and that's when people just really want to support and how I, you know, started to blow up really fast because I got on those lists. And then by the holidays, people were looking to support those uh, my kinds of business and it kept going and kept going and at one point I was like oh my god I can't do this anymore <laughs> with my full-time job and then by the beginning of this year I ended up leaving which is insane oh my gosh that's crazy and then like 
like if you have an idea out of I'm sure there were probably some like how many yeses were there compared to like no's or like no responses would you say most of the time it's a no response let's be real yeah like it's totally fine I understand like you know I go in with the intention like I'm just gonna put in this work and see what happens you know I never expect a response from anybody and there's plenty of times when I get no response and then a month or two later and the article just pops up in my Google alerts, which I think is funny. Um, like they see it, they read it and I don't know anything about it. I'll send a follow-up, still nothing. And then a couple of months later, it just shows up because people either remember me or like they were like, yeah, this is a great idea and just didn't say anything. It's really funny. Um, but I really, I don't really keep track so much of the numbers as much as I just count the wins because all it really takes is one win for Mm -hmm. you to just keep going and Mm -hmm. I still get traffic from some of the sites too that um, featured my candles which is really really great that's awesome but also it's something like really important I totally see this is the Aries rising at work there shameless I don't care like why not you know because a lot of people are afraid to email a lot of people are afraid to make that ask which really it isn't you're just a lot of people in general just are afraid to put themselves out there and how do I even like kind of go about this but I love the Aries rising no fucks given let's just do this we get some response and if we don't okay that's fine we tried the strategy maybe do we need to fine tune it or anything but I love it um, I love that little tidbit and just like that kind of boost little like boost of encouragement. And like we said, that little brave Aries where it's just like, you know what, why not? Cause a lot of people are just like, Oh no, but what if they reject me? And then blah, blah, blah. just get those thoughts out of your head and hashtag. Just it really it. is. Like if somebody sends you a bad email back, like it, just keep moving. And I wish I could take my own advice to social media because that's the same. It's the same move. Like I don't, it's not my strength. Yeah. So I'm going to play to my other, I'm going to play to my strengths. Mm-hmm. And that's how I've been able to succeed so much and have grown at the pace I have, because I, I there's still some months, even in 2022, where I bring in like low four figures mm-hmm. and it's not cute because mm-hmm. right now it's, the off, it's off season for candles. People don't buy candles during this time. It's super warm. Nobody's inside. It doesn't make sense. So by the time August, September, October rolls around, I'm like, I need to have something. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's a game where you prep half the year and then you're running a marathon the second half of the year. Mm-hmm. And I'm about to start running my marathon very quickly. <laughs> it's yeah, it's coming up. We Like you said, the summer you reached out and then we had his Benicurt and then you have like the holidays. So, well, I hope you know, you got a lot of prep work done (laughs) in the beginning. I'm still doing it. I'm (laughs) on prep right now, trying to figure out inventory supplies, um, because I have purchase orders to fulfill for August. Oh my gosh. To be released in September. Like that's how crazy it can get. Like you need to know these things like three months in advance, which is where all the prep work comes in. Mm -hmm. 
Oh my gosh. And that's crazy. And I also see that. So are you mainly online or because I know recently you're also in your products are at Mestiza shop located here in Chicago in the Pilsen neighborhood. Are there like any other kind of retailers that you also have like your candles in? Like, has that been a boost to your business? Like having your products in stores? Like I can just imagine with something like a candle, that's a very like scent specific thing like has that been a solution to maybe if you had problems with people being like I don't know what scent to pick like how has that kind of even elevated your business so actually wholesale isn't a huge portion of my business surprisingly Mm -hmm. it's still a lot of it is online sales and the majority of my business still comes from online and corporate bulk orders I think Mm -hmm. it's so underutilized like um being able to do like you know be a part of ERG initiatives and um, like employee resource groups, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts. Um, and what else? Like sometimes there's premiere boxes. Like I've gone into the media and entertainment, you know, route, like being a part of PR boxes, which I think, you know, really finding new ways to do partnerships. Mm-hmm. Um, that has been a huge portion of my business, I think. You know, when I started to reach like five figure months towards the end of 2021, a lot of it came from corporations doing like holiday gifting. Mm. Like people found me through press and it was confirmed because I would ask every client, I'd be like, hey, like, how did you find me? And they'd be like, oh, I read you in, you know, NBC, for example. And I'm like, oh, that's great. I'm so glad to hear it. And like, I thank the journalists so much for doing that for me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, wholesale actually isn't huge. And what I've really been able to pivot in a pandemic and as a pandemic business is be able to really tell my story through copywriting um, and really be able to tell the consumer what a scent smells like and mm-hmm. bringing back, you know, marketing efforts and copywriting and really just saying, this is what this smells like. Like, let me bring you back to your childhood. Let me bring you back to the moments in the coffee shop or when your abuelito was serving you, you know, a cortado and, um, you know, your mom is, you know, blasting salsa on Saturday morning to limpiar la casa and all you smell is lavender fabuloso. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, you know, those are the things that um, I really just like, push myself in um to be able to do better since you know candles are really hard to sell online mm-hmm. because you don't you don't know the experience and you don't actually know what it smells like but I do my absolute best to be transparent like what could what does it smell like you know whether it's the coffee sugar cream or all the way down to lavender sage like herbs um sandalwood and and whatnot to be able to tell you know a consumer this is this is what the candle is and this is my the best way I can describe it to you without actually you smell like it yourself mm-hmm. um and that has been able to that has been a great part of the business and something that again played to my strengths of be of being you know a technical writer in entertainment um and just going back to like my my media roots and my communication background as a student really helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's awesome. I love it. I love it because 
I love that tidbit of play to your strengths. And that's, that's something to know, especially when you are a business owner, what is your skill set? What are your strengths and acknowledging what are your weaknesses? You know, you said social media isn't really your thing. And it's funny, our other Toro son, who is recently on here, Ani from I Love Chamoy, shop I Love Chamoy, her strength was definitely the social media marketing. And, you know, we see that in like the social media videos. Like for me, I was like, okay, I feel like social media marketing is definitely my strength and writing maybe isn't so much. So sometimes I was like, can I just send you a little video of <laughs> the products in action, you know? But I love, you know, for those people who aren't camera people, a lot of the times, you know, people in general are like, oh, because I'm a business owner, I have to be like a content creator. But it's like, no, like what other skills do you have that you can use? And I definitely feel like storytelling is definitely one of yours because I was like, I have seen these candles only really online, but I can already kind of tell you which ones I want, which ones resonate. Now I've got to narrow it down, (laughs) you know, but like you tell a story with the sense. So I feel like that it makes sense where you said where it's like online business is still really booming in general. You know, people are like, I need a storefront because I have these products you need to kind of, you know, check out and everything. Well, not really. If you do a good job of talking about them and explaining and giving that description to your audience, like here's another way you can do it and save on that overhead in general. Cause we don't like overhead. Absolutely. And I think also why wholesale also hasn't been a huge portion of my business is because you know, you have so much control over your business when it's online and it's e-commerce. You make the most money out of it because you're bringing in the customer. When it's wholesale, your margins are cut in half. Mm -hmm. Somebody else is, you know, selling your product and it could be very capital intensive really fast Mm -hmm. because you need tons of money to be able to fulfill orders if you're in a major retailer or in a ton of independent small stores um, because you need to be able to make and sell with half of the margins. And for me, being able to just get the capital from doing corporate has been huge. Mm -hmm. It has been able to sustain me for many months after the holidays because I was able to budget out, you know, the revenue that came in to continue to last and support any additional efforts when I need to prep and have the capital ready for the, for the next, you know, major season. So I strategically have taken the e-commerce route and have taken the corporate bulk gifting route to be able to, you know, bring in revenue to sustain the business. So when the opportunities come for wholesale and for major retail, which by the way, the most candle purchases are made in big box retail. It it's like over 60% of the market. Like six, I think it's up to like 66%. It's crazy. So like the goal is to eventually be in major retail and do wholesale and continue for people to have those experiences because it is really, you know, important for people to actually smell the candles themselves. That's where the purchases are made, but it has to be done in, the most strategic way for me and my business because it's just a one one woman show around here solo entrepreneur life I have minimal help if I have to contract something out but in order for me to get there you need the money you need to be able to have the money and I did not have the money when I started I was you know taking the money out of my paycheck from my nine to five setting some aside investing into the business you know getting those six hundred dollars worth of supplies and then eventually a thousand, two thousand, 
you know, up until like, I was like, all right, I have enough, I think to launch and start making money off of this. So definitely need to, you know, move forward in wholesale and in retail. That's something that I'm looking into for distribution efforts in 2022 and 2023. Nice. But it's true. Capital. Capital, especially for small businesses that are self-funded. Small businesses, you know, a lot of, you know, people of color owned small businesses where you don't have, you know, that parent, that cousin, that somebody be like, here's 20 grand, I'll, you know, fund your vision for you, you know? And it makes sense why, you know, a lot of small business owners, Latinas, uh, women of color start off as a side hustle. And, you know, so that is definitely a big milestone when it's something like, all right, I'm going to take it on full, like full time now. And it also makes sense, you know, with the chore son, it's like, let's get that capital this way. And then we're going to transition we got a plan we got a plan you know kind of going here so in kind of like transitioning you know taking this you know amazing business seeing that growth and being like okay it's time for full time like what is that thought process like like what are those thoughts maybe emotions like that everything kind of like sifting through you to be like all right it's time I think I'm still going through them right now I'm like I've been staring at numbers for a week like ever since I recovered from COVID, the first thing I did was like, okay, like how much do I need to order in supplies and in inventory to fulfill this purchase order? And it's a very large purchase order. And like, I've never taken on something so capital intensive and it's very emotional because I don't know about you, but what, growing up for me, like there's a lot of money trauma that needs to be unpacked yep. and learning about credit card debt and see, you know, my family go through their hardships um, and trying to just survive and getting out of this survival mode at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not taking beyond your means. And right now I feel like I am. And that in itself is really hard um, because I'm self-funded and I don't want to take money elsewhere. I want to earn it mm-hmm. and then put it back in and yep. keep the cycle moving. Um yeah, I'm still I'm still working through those emotions now because they're not fun or easy. And I'm not a numbers girl. Mm-mm. I am not a numbers girl. So it's very stressful. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was like, if there's one thing I'm going to invest in when I can is a numbers person because numbers, I hate it. But it's true. It's it's the trauma. Like, I very much relate to that. And that's something I'm personally working through with my therapist. And so for our other, you know, small business entrepreneurs, like having a therapist to work through, I feel like it's important to work through your personal traumas that can impact your business a lot. Um, I feel like that's very, very helpful. So yeah, I, yeah, I get you going through the emotions and probably something you're going to work through and continue to work with, but being self-aware of it, I feel like is like definitely the first step. Absolutely. Like I still work through my own personal money issues and money traumas and the, the ability to save and have the, um, the means to invest. And what does that mean for me? Like not just taking all of my money, but using my money to make more money and learning how to do that and not just being scared that it's all just going to go away at one point. Someone told me once that women see money more like um, a lake where it just moves up and down 
and there's mm-hmm. no really in between you even have a lot or you have none and then men see it as a river where it's always flowing and moving and shifting my mindset to being able to see that money's always going to, going to be coming in I will always be spending money and I just have to accept that um, and the same goes for my business Like there's always going to be money that's coming in and I'm always going to have to earn it. But, and I'm also going to have to spend a lot to make more and continue going. Like the numbers are just going to get larger and I have to just sit with that. I have to be able to sit that these numbers are just getting larger. And, you know, this is real, Mm -hmm. this is real stuff. Like, you know, I don't physically see the dollars in my hands. Like it's all on the screen. Mm -hmm. And I have to sit and realize what I'm doing and take a step back um, and just let it sink and resonate. Mm -hmm. And like, as you take on like these bigger purchase orders, like these bigger things where like, okay, you know, the money's kind of coming there, but to make like that, like payment of like all the products you need, all the supplies, like those big, oh, does it just like, oh, just hurt a little bit? (laughs) It does. I went through that this morning. <sighs> I think I spent four grand at once. And I was like, I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> like just the, like just spending $2,000 on like 10 cases of wax. Like oh. that just hurt. Yeah. Those like, upfront just costs. Seeing, like, oh. <laughs> like just exactly. Like it's so capital because you're like, oh my God, I'm spending like five grand, six grand all at once. But I'm like, it's going to come back. It's going to mm-hmm. come back to me. I'm going to make, you know, X amount of money off of it. I'm going to see it eventually. But when? I don't know. And Great. that's part of the game of being a business owner. Like just investing the money and strategically hoping that it comes back. Not hoping, but earning. Yeah. See, there's got to check myself. <laughs> creating that strategic plan to make it come back. <laughs> yes setting up those marketing funnels. That's crazy. And is that something? So like one thing I am currently prepping for is crowdfunding. So crowdfunding campaign, you know, is that something that you ever think about whether it's investors crowdfunding, because you know, when it comes down to it, like you get to a point where you really want to grow, but what it comes down to is that capital, you know, like is, are those things you think about? I think about crowdfunding, I think the most, I definitely don't want to do investing an mm-hmm. investor just yet and yeah. go that route. Um, crowdfunding maybe, but I also don't think, I want to continue to build my network mm-hmm. um, and do everything I can before I get to that point um, when, I'm, when I feel like I'm going to need it most because it really feels like a one and done. And it, there's so much strategic thinking that goes into a crowdfunding campaign. And right now, one, I don't even have time to do it mm-hmm. because I need to be able to focus in on like my operations and production so much um, that it's just not something in the cards. And I'm finding alternative ways to get the revenue, which for me has been corporate, mm. which is insane. And I love it. I'm totally, I'm totally for it, you know, and as long as those keep coming in, I think I'll be okay. And that's, and that's how I'm kind of like going about it. And there's other means of getting capital too. Like I know Shopify capital, um, so many business owners have used it to be able to fund their businesses. And that's something I've definitely thought about um, and might actually use in the future um, because it's just, it's accessible. It's based off your, you know, your history with Shopify, mm-hmm. not based on your credit, 
not based on like your banking. It's literally, it's just strictly based on the performance of your store. If you bring in money, you're going to get money, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, but it's a loan and that kind of stinks. So I'm doing everything I can to, you know, avoid the, avoid it. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I always see those pop-ups like, is this still jizz? Is this a scam? What does this mean? I don't know. If you end up doing it, let me know. <laughs> but for sure, where there is a will, there's a way. And that's the biggest, I feel like strength in entre- a true entrepreneur has is pivot. We will figure it out. You know, where there is a will, there's a way. If you really want it, you're going to figure it out. And that Aries Rising is not going to give up. So I'm pretty sure you will find find a way. You will find the energy. (laughs) So many many people have told me that as I just freak out about capital in the coming week. Like, you're going to figure it out. I'm like, but how? Right. It's not an answer. I don't know how. (laughs) It's It's not not an answer. No, they're like, you got this. I'm like, I don't. I'm still trying to figure it out. Well, that's a little comforting because we're all trying to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing, you know what? Nobody has the answers. We're all kind of navigating this. There's really no, there really is no blueprint. You know, there's things you can do, but, and there's a lot of things you just have to try and, you know, see if it works or it doesn't. You got to do AB testing. So, it's comforting to know, hey, we're not alone. Not everybody has it together, but you can eventually get it together. <laughs> exactly. I love that. I love that. And before we get into our lightning round kind of quick questions, I think you kind of mentioned it. So if you have another one, um, what goals do you have for yourself or what are the three things you're going to be focusing on this year? Oh my God. Um, I actually wrote these things down at the beginning of 2022. Um, I'm trying to remember the three things. Oh, now I got it. Okay. Community, growth, and delegation Mm. for my business. I need to start hiring people for delegation. I need to bring people. I need people to help me make candles. I need social media help. Because again, it's not my strong suit. So hire someone to do it because it's really important. Like I'm all for outsourcing your weaknesses. Ads is a great example. I know nothing about ads. I Mm -hmm. know nothing about business, meta business manager. And I don't feel or want or have the desire to learn it. Mm -hmm. So hire someone to do that. Um, so I really feel like delegation is a huge portion for me. Growth in terms of revenue, um, to be able to gain partnerships in community build, like those two things really help and grow together, go together for me because a community of Latinas is my dream. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to, you know, create impact. I want people to be seen and heard. Um, and I also want to be able to, you know, have sales just like any other business owner and, you know, partnerships for me in this lot in 2022 have really been so helpful mm-hmm. and networking and, you know, listening and learning to, to new people and business owners and just getting more lessons that I could just put forth in my own business. So those three things have professionally and personally really been able to help me. I like those goals. I might add some. (laughs) 
I like it. I like it. Thank you so much for sharing. And now before we end, let's go into some lightning round questions. So maybe the first things that kind of come to mind, feel free to elaborate if you want to here or there. So the first question is, who is a Latina that inspires or motivates you? That's a great question. Controversial. Okay. But we love it. AOC. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. It depends who you tell it's controversial. <laughs> that is not controversial. That's a fuck yeah. <laughs> it, I agree. I say her really because she was such, like, I went to school in the Bronx and not in her district, but she was at the forefront of when I, when I started, you know, started college and seeing someone be able to be so young, look like me and be represented in Congress really meant a lot to me. Um, I think she was one of the first Latinas that really put in, really just made a difference in front of my eyes as a young adult. So I got to say her. No, I love that one. And for me personally, like, I feel like I respect the social media strategy of AOC. You know, I feel like she yeah. was like the first kind of like politician to really kind of get me to care. Like I, there's a certain point where it's like, okay, I know there's things I need to know. And for me, it's like, I'm not going to those like news outlets. Like that's not where I hang out. You know, I'll ask like my sister, my husband be like, all right, give me the spark notes of what's going on. Cause I don't have time to really dive too deep into this, but for her really coming on, showing up on social media and talking about these issues and just basically like just great marketing, like here are the three things you need to know. Like that just kind of in general, I feel like for the population who really doesn't care to go to those or like wants to know, but doesn't want to go out of their way to know. I love it. So I was like, we need a whole like dissection of AOC social media strategy. Like, I love it. (laughs) Me too. I love, I love, love it. I love her. I love what she stands for. So AOC. Mm -hmm. Not controversial here on the Work Me Hot podcast. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) next question. What is the best piece of advice you have ever received? Where's the Aries, you know, quick responses, impulse? (laughs) This is a Taurus talking right now. This is a Taurus son talking. Like, let me, let me ruminate in these. I don't know. I'm really trying to think here. Aries don't receive advice. advice. (laughs) That's a good point. That is a great point. I'm like in between two. Okay, share and them. And I'm sure the of, second question you'll have on the nose. <laughs> I think one of the best pieces of advice that I got, um, you know, but my, my grandma passed away um, when I was about four years old and my mom has really let her live in her memory when she's always spoken about her to me. And one thing my mom always told me about her was that never expect anything in return Mm. like always be giving and never expect something in return she was always such a giving person um and that has always really stuck with me um and in terms of business I think it has been imperative I do that you know in a community of Latinas and to be able to give back when and where I can and let the next generation rise and I want to be able to, you know, support Latinas who are leaders and are growing. And I don't expect something from return there. And then the second piece, best piece of advice I think I've ever gotten entrepreneurial wise has been just start. Mm-hmm. Start somewhere. Yep. 
like every like it could be an idea sitting you know in a shoe box under your bed for decades but just start somewhere mm-hmm. like I didn't know anything about entrepreneurship when I started I just started looking stuff up online for for weeks until I thought I was confident enough to start and to spend the money mm-hmm. you know to begin with you know, use the money that I made in my nine to five self fund my business. And so I was like, okay, I think I can do this. And just figuring it out. It, you know, half the battle is just putting out a product and just starting, you know, launching your business or service or whatever it may be. Um, it doesn't have to be perfect. I didn't start perfect. Mm-hmm. I rebranded Yeah, and I pivoted and I think that's one of the best pieces of advice I could I could go with. Just start. Nice. Start somewhere. I love both because abuelitas have some of the best wise advice. They've seen some things. But I also love the second one too. Just start. People are so stuck on being perfectionists and that first social media post and what is that going to look like? And like you said, you're rebranded. So one of my favorite things to do, because I'm such a chismosa and I just want to know everything is I love to go back to the very first post of like, you know, businesses and just kind of see the evolution of like the brand in general, like the marketing strategy, the social media strategy, which I did. And you just see like the growth of everything. So it's not going to be perfect. Just start. I see so many like other like brands out there, you know, other products where it's like, okay, it's not really my thing, but you know what the difference between them and somebody else's, they, they put themselves out there. You know, they are making sales because they put their product out there and you know what, they might rebrand later on as well, or just in general, that's just their advantage. They're out there. People know about them. So put yourself out there. Love exactly. it. Okay. So this next question, maybe as Aries Rising, you'll have better with what is a piece of advice you would give anyone wanting to pursue a business like yours? I'm sure you learned a lot. Of well, things. the last the last answer just answered this question. Yeah. This is to just start, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, for other entrepreneurs, I really think you need to just believe in yourself and believe in your product. Like you yourself are different. Mm-hmm. Like there is no other person but you. Um, and I know it just sounds so cheesy because there's there's something about entrepreneurship that can't always just be taught Mm -hmm. a lot of it is just done by yourself like you just researching online and reaching out to people who maybe can help you get an answer you know or point you in the right direction like I feel half the battle for me has always been just on the computer not even just making candles but just networking talking to people thinking about what's next um it's the it's the get started mindset for me and everything else you'll learn as it goes Mm -hmm. you know half the books I read you know business like business books are people just you know getting the courage to jump to you know take the leap of faith quit their jobs and do what they love if you have the means to do it Mm -hmm. you know setting yourself up for that success um, and that privilege to be able to say like, this isn't right for me. And so I'm going to leave. Um, 
and creating a circle in community yourself, finding those people around you who you can go to for different kinds of questions. And, you know, not every, not one person has all the answers. So creating a community or even board of directors for yourself personally to find those answers, you know, whether it be a money question or a personal question, or, you know, if your, you know, imposter syndrome kicks in, who are you going to go to to help lift you up again? Where do you find your inspiration? Um, so those are the kinds of things I would tell entrepreneurs. Yes. Snap, snap, snap on all of that. Love it. Love it. So much motivation right now. <laughs> Need my second cup of cafecito now. Um, and a cafecito con leche candle. Uh, okay. Next question. <laughs> what is the best resource that has helped you along your journey? Were these books, podcasts, apps, Google University? <laughs> Google University. And surprisingly, the Mujerista. The Mujerista is a digital online publication that's a network for Latinas. And I found a lot of community there. Mm. There was a, it felt like a place where I can go during the pandemic where I felt seen and heard. And that was really resourceful to me because I could just ask somebody in the network or someone I knew in the network, hey, do you know somebody that can answer this for me? Do, can I have a conversation with somebody and introduce and have an introduction? Um, so I gotta say Google University, you know, and then as a resource, um, surprisingly and controversially, Facebook had a lot of answers when I started candle making. Was that um, Facebook because groups? Because community, Facebook groups, mm. yes, where I was able to actually like find answers that I needed from other candle makers and finding communities, I guess, online would be a better answer. Like finding communities online where I could find answers and be with like-minded people um, has really been able to put me in a place where I'm, I'm able to, you know, get the answers quickly, learn and build community myself and build a strong network for business. I like that. I like that. Nice. Great advice. And then, yeah, for anybody who doesn't follow the Mujerista on Instagram is an easy way to do it. Definitely. You know, I think that's a great resource or just in general, like you said, to feel that sense of community. So definitely got to tap into that a little bit more. Love it. Okay. Next question. If there's anything you can change about your journey, what would it be? I really think nothing. I don't think there's anything I would really change. If anything, maybe I would want to have done it sooner, but at the same time, I don't think I was ready anytime sooner than I was when I started. Mm-hmm. Um, to kind of go back on the idea of like money, I think I wish I would have started investing sooner mm. um, because age is the most important portion and time is really important when investing. So I wish I would have done those things a little sooner. I wish I would have been educated sooner. Um, but I don't think I was ready to start my entrepreneurship journey until I did. When I needed to learn and realize that corporate wasn't right for me, that the, my entire life, you know, working in and thinking about a media career and starting a media career was actually not the right path for me. I needed to learn those lessons when I, when I did. Mm-hmm. 
and the pandemic really amplified that for me and really just helped me see that I'm not actually happy in my job and working from home. I really want to be able to do my own thing and build wealth my own way and build a business and something that's meaningful for me and work every day knowing that I love what I do. Nice. And it so- wasn't out there in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. So working for corporate wasn't the answer, but selling to corporate is the solution. Correct. <laughs> that nice. is absolutely correct. There's a lot of lessons to be learned in having a job in corporate, and it really helps set the foundation for um, great practice, working practices, mm-hmm. you know, and time management and calendars and meetings and things you just really need to learn on the job. But I didn't love working it. I didn't love my job. So I made my own. Nice. Cheers to doing things we love instead. Cheers. <laughs> love it. Okay. And last question, where can listeners connect with you online? So easy. At Bonita Fierce Candles is across all my social media and bonitafiercecandles.com. You can find all of our candles. Nice. Yeah. So I will drop those links down below. If anybody wants to follow whatever platform is your favorite, whether it's like Instagram, the TikTok, the Facebooks, all the social medias, or we can just shop directly online. You can read all the amazing descriptions and stories, basically what it, you know, behind each candle. Love it. Love it so much. That was my last question, but thank you so much, Melissa, for taking the time to, you know, speak with me and to share, you know, some of your gems, some of your great knowledge that you have picked up throughout this business journey of yours with the Work Miha audience. I'm so glad to have you and just all the amazing women on the Work Miha podcast here for that, honestly, motivation, inspiration, and just, you know, little tidbits that we can, you know, implement into our own businesses. I know I took some notes down as well so i hope the listeners did but thank you so much for joining us melissa everybody make sure to follow melissa on all her social medias check out the websites and make sure to tune in for some more amazing mujeres thank you thank you so much so happy to be here